Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer, and I am so happy to be back with you again. I had a couple of young mothers in to the store this last couple of weeks, and one of them was in because her child was having trouble teething. She'd had him to the chiropractor, and the chiropractor agreed, yes, yes, he's teething. I don't know why it's taken him so long. And anyway, so she came in to see if we had a homeopathic remedy that might be helpful. <clears throat> and I said, yes, of course we do. But I wanted to make sure. She gave me his symptoms, and I double-checked in my book. And sure enough, we decided upon Calcarb, Calcara Carbonicum, to help with delayed dentition and the drooling and, and the pain so and again calcara carbonicum is um, calcium calcium carbonate so i thought today we'd talk a little bit about the mouth and teeth and things that can go on within the mouth and because there's always something coming up when people come in and they ask me questions about this or that i'm like oh i you know i, I know i should talk about that <laughs> so anyway i thought we'd do that today but one of the things that I'm also reminded about is how foreign the whole subject of homeopathy is for most people. I had a man come into the store this morning and his wife has chronic migraine headaches. I was trying to explain homeopathy to him just a little bit and I, I said, you know what, could you just go to my radio show and just kind of listen to that? But Because he didn't even know what I was talking about. He had never heard of homeopathy. And so I could have basically been speaking a different language to the poor man. And so I just really think that's really sad. And so for all of you out there, whoever's listening, you know, don't hesitate to spread the good news, honestly. I know people look at you like you're funny, but it is important that they understand and that they have this option. I don't know. I know my daughter the other day, her mother-in-law works at a medical office. And my daughter just said, Mom, I am so thankful for homeopathy. I said, I know. It, it's, we're very blessed to have this as an option. And like I said, we need to tell other people about it. You can see you can see a wall go up. You can see their eyes just kind of draw a blank. And, you know, if, if they do that, they just smile and, and don't say anymore. <laughs> but you can also see if when you mention homeopathy as an, an alternative option, you know, then you can see that, that spark in their eye and that they want to know more. But don't be like me and overwhelm them. <laughs> I tend to get overzealous about certain things. So I have to work really hard to just kind of slow down and just back off and let it sink in a little bit. Just sometimes we need a couple, three, four, ten, twelve <laughs> little tiny introductions to a new subject. And then all of a sudden it'll start to sink in and it'll start to take root and, and grow. So you know, like I said, just kind of keep that in mind. One of the things I fail to tell people all the time is, you know, if you're going to be taking a homeopathic remedy, if, if it's something simple and they've never done homeopathy before, just remind them, no mint. No mint or camphor. 
I had a lady call the other day. She said, Sue, that remedy you gave me isn't working. And she's completely open to all natural alternatives. And, and I said, and I was listening to her story, and I'm seeing her. It, it should have totally worked for her. And I said, uh, ma'am, did I emphasize strong enough that you weren't supposed to be using mint toothpaste or taking any mints? And she said, oh, you did say that. She goes, but I am using mint. And I said, okay, stop using the mint and then try the remedy again. And depending on what kind of mint toothpaste, because some homeopaths have been quoted as saying that mint can stay in your body for up to five weeks if it's a good mint. And so therefore, many homeopathics will not work. Not, uh, some of them will. There's only about 90% the camphor will cancel. But, you know, go ahead and try it again. And so I felt really bad. And so always, always tell people, please, you know, nix the mint, use baking soda or cinnamon toothpaste. Uh, I also like to, on the subject of mouths here, is, you know, hydrogen peroxide. We always get it in the food grade, 35%, and then we dilute it down with distilled water um, to use as a mouthwash or even as a rinse for injuries or things like that or for cleaning, uh, you know, our vegetables or even ice hydrogen peroxide for all my household cleaning as well. It's the best carpet cleaner ever. <laughs> I use about a third of a cup in a, is it a gallon, you know, for really, really dirty carpets. But it's also a great mouth rinse. And, but on a daily basis, I don't like to use it all the time uh, because it will, it can actually cause, you know, it does such a good job that it can actually cause a little bit of sensitivity to the teeth. But on a daily basis, I always like to use a good saline solution for a mouth rinse and I add lavender or lemon or both. Um, you mix the lavender and lemon drops, the essential oils, into the salt. And so I'll use about a tablespoon of salt in a, like say, um, you know, not quite a quart of water. So like if you're going to use a pint of water, so it'll be two cups, then I like to use not quite a tablespoon of salt. It makes it, it, makes it really strong for a mouthwash. And then you can gargle with that every day with the essential oils in there, and that will, it kills all the germs, bacteria. And if you gargle, you know, you're con then you're rinsing those tonsils too, helping to cleanse them, because your tonsils are so important. They're a huge lymph node that are screening the bacteria, the virus, the germs that are coming that you're breathing in. And so those poor tonsils are just constantly working. So when you gargle, it actually cleanses them. We don't think about that anymore, and I know they used to take tonsils out all the time. They don't do that so readily anymore because they found out that, you know, gosh, we, we, we don't want to do that because that person is prone to, you know, deeper set of disease. But the, um, you know, the, the saline is an excellent way to just to cleanse the mouth and the teeth, and it will kill the bacteria in that mouth too. So floss every night and then gargle and rinse with the saline solution and rinse again in the morning and you're, it's a good way to keep the teeth and gums clean and disease and infection free. Most of us do not realize that our teeth are actually a map to our body and to what's going on to all of our, with all of our organs. I don't know how many of you have ever heard of reflexology, you know, the, the, like the map on the bottom of the feet. You can go to health food stores and you can buy little socks that show where your spleen or your heart, your, your spine is, or your, your liver or kidneys. And 
So the bottoms of the feet are a reflection of the inside of our, our abdomen, what's going on in there, uh, or head or a neck. And our, the palms of our hands are also a map. They're, they're not quite as easy to read as the bottoms of the feet. Anyone can learn reflexology. Anyone can. It's just, it's, it's so amazing. I, my sister introduced it to me for the first time years ago, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool, that's so cool. And I wanted to know all there was to know about it. And so, you know, you can go on, you can Google and get maps, and, and you can actually do a lot of diagnosing by the bottoms of the feet. Anyway, our teeth also are like a map to the body. And every tooth or group of teeth are a reflection of a particular organ inside of our body. So if you have a, you know, a, a toothache, uh, what's going on? Did you, you know, did you have some dental work done and there was some bacteria got in there and infected, you know, something or, you know, is there something going on on the inside of the body that's reflecting and showing up on, in the teeth? Many times we go to the doc, the dentist and they say, you need to floss and brush and you need to do this and that. And yes, we do. We need to keep the inside of our mouth clean. But if the inside of our body, our intestinal tract, and the inside of our body is clean and healthy and full of good you know, probiotics and good digestive enzymes and things like that, our teeth will always be healthy because we are what our guts are. And so if we've been on a lot of antibiotics and, our, and the good probiotics have not been reestablished and, and built back up inside of our bodies, or if we've you know, been on other medications or inhalers or steroids or all these other things, that destruction that's going on inside of our body is going to reflect in our teeth. I can, my teeth are a mess because <laughs> after, well, I had my, you know, we were all immunized as children, but after our small, my smallpox vaccination, I do believe I've mentioned this before because it's, it was such a horrible time of my life. I was so sick for about a year and a half after my smallpox vaccination. I was 10 and a half when I got that shot. And I was sick almost constantly for nearly two years. And within about a year and a half, I had to have 12 complete fillings. I mean, they, you know, back in those days, they didn't just drill out a little tiny part of your tooth. They would drill out the whole thing. And then they would stuff all this mercury in there. <laughs> And so, you know, there's people going around with a little shell of a, of a tooth and then this great big silver filling. And so, of course, once they filled your teeth with all this mercury, then you have, you know, symptoms of, you know, mercury poisoning. And yeah, it's, it's just a really good scenario that we all dealt with. Anyway, our, our teeth are mapped to what's going on inside. So when someone has a toothache, look at the tooth. Count the tooth. Get yourself a chart. Go right on the internet and say, okay, tooth chart, uh, organ tooth chart. And you will be amazed how you can see the correlation between what's going on with the teeth and what's going on in the body. But I will say that a lot of time, if we get a surface cat cavity, because yeah, if the digestive juices aren't good, we're going to tend to have breakdown inside the mouth because, you know, it, it, things are not balanced properly and our pH isn't isn't right so then the breakdown is actually it starts to destroy the surface of the teeth so I mean when these things are happening we need to find out why and then we need to try and get that balanced so a good diet um, and and yeah it's okay you can even buy those little pH strips again on the internet get some pH strips find out you know am I too acidic am I too alkaline you know what's going on and 
and then try to get that balance to find good foods that are going to help to balance that. And so anyway, so that's surface teeth. And so you go in and you get, you have a, some dental work done and very often people will start to have problems with a particular tooth if they had to have a filling or if they had a cap or if they had, oh, heaven forbid, they have a root canal done. All these things, there can be repercussions from them down the road. We don't really think about it at the time. I know it was kind of, I was slapped with the whole, you know, idea of dental work, have problems later. Because when my little girl one time, she had a cavity. She was just always having cavities for all things. So one had a couple of kids, no cavities. Then another one, it was just always had a little magic nose on. Anyway, she had a tooth work done. And the next day, she would come downstairs. And here, the whole side of her, from her ear to her neck, swollen out. I just, I screamed. And she went, what, mommy? I said, oh, nothing, maybe. Nothing. Oh, my goodness. Do you feel okay? She's like, uh-huh. Anyway, long story short, she had some bacteria or something was left under that filling. And it just completely just, oh, within 24 hours, it was just all swollen up. I took her to the doctor. The doctor said, this is a dental thing. Took her back to the dentist, and he's like, oh, my goodness, what happened here? You know, she's, and I said, I just had her into the dentist yesterday, and now this. So he went back, and he took out the, the filling again, and he cleaned everything up. He said there was some stuff left up there that shouldn't have been, and it caused her to have this, this horrible swelling, and it was bad. And so I'm like, wow, how can that be? And he just kind of rolled his eyes. But anyway, that was taken care of, but later... You know, I started to realize a lot of things, and the whole root canal issue. Um, yeah, I spent 15 years battling uh, a root canal gone bad. I ended up having the tooth pulled anyway, but it was it was quite an ordeal, and I learned a lot through it because I was forced to. So I tell people, you know, take care of your teeth right at the get go, and if there if there's something going on with your teeth, then pay attention because. There's something deeper going on. It's a deeper issue. It's not just think you can go in and get your teeth fixed and have it over with because it's, like I said, it's, it's something else is going on. And a good naturopath or homeopath can help you with that. And, or you can do a lot of research yourself too. It's, it's really rather amazing. When we have the occasion of a toothache, <laughs> you know, it can be bacteria that's stuck up there or it, it can be an inflamed nerve, or it can be something that's going on inside of our body that's reflecting upon our teeth, that throbbing pain, you know, toothache. We didn't have any dental work done, and we didn't, we didn't get injured or whatever, so why do I have a toothache? Well, you know, if you haven't been immunized lately, and, you know, because it will try, you know, the, the body tries to throw things out. And so if you have an immunization, or you have, you know, like a flu shot, or you're on the medicine or something like that and you start getting a toothache then you know that there's something going on on the inside and your body is trying to throw it out and it's that map again pay attention in homeopathy we don't always have to know the cause we don't always have to know the name of something we treat the symptoms and so that's why if we know our remedies or we have a good book which yes one lady asked Sue you always talk about your book is that for sale now and yeah I said yes it is you can actually uh, contact me I suppose <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing but you know you can um, homeopathy for mommies I do have a website out there now 
I don't really know if there's good contact information on there yet. I've been it's a work in progress for the last year, but you can email me and anyway, if you have a good resource for a book about homeopathy and learn those remedies, learn the sensation of those remedies, learn the location of, of how the pain hits or you know what that sensation is and, and, and then you can just treat any issue. It doesn't matter, like right now, like if I was to say aconite, what do you think of when I say aconite? Well, if you know aconite as a remedy, you're going to say shock, you're going to say fear. Those are the two things that are going to come to mind for the remedy aconite. We don't really stop and think about the fact that aconite is, aconite is also a teething, or it can be a toothache remedy. And so if you have a toothache that's one-sided and the cheek is red, aconite. You see, it's, it's not the first thing you're going to think of with aconite. But oddly enough, many times, you know, if you've been um, ex exposed to cold or wet conditions, that can actually bring on a toothache. So the thing is, is you know, aconite, yes, shock, fear, exposure, then you get a toothache, you have that one-sided red cheek, aconite's the remedy. All Any remedy can fit for any symptom if the sensation is there and if those modalities are there, those, those very key words that we learn when we learn our remedies. So with the teeth and the toothaches, it's, the sensation, what's going on, you know, talk to that person, you know, how do you feel about that? I just had an occasion of a young person who had, well, at first we thought infection. The tooth itself hurt really bad. The next day there was a swelling up in the gums. Well, no dental work had been done, you know, within the last two years. There was this young person has never been on antibiotics or any other drugs. So it's like, okay, what's really go what's going on here? And so in further discussion, found out the tooth hurt for about 24 hours before the swelling started. And because the tooth hurt, I says, well, it makes me think there's something on the nerve there. So anyway, we treated it like an infection. There seemed to be a little bit of an improvement for a short period of time. And then all of a sudden it just started getting worse. So I says, okay, this isn't working. So we stopped our treatment for infection. And then I said, no, you know, you're going to have to talk to me. What's going on? Well, we decided that they had been under kind of a traumatic ordeal, um, quite embarrassed and quite disheartened ordeal. So then we just started using a remedy for that. Now, again, no sense in my even telling you what remedy that was because it's very specific to what that young person went through. And immediately the whole countenance and everything started to improve after they took this remedy. So you know, like I said, there's there's always a trigger in homeopathy. There's a there's a trigger point. I had an, another young lady come in with a eighteen year old month old little boy and you know he's got asthma problems. Well, they had had him on prednisone and all sorts of things. And I said, you know, that's pretty young <laughs> to be on all these types of things. Anyway, she said, no, I just got him off. It wasn't doing any good anymore anyway. So she was able to wean him off all his, his drugs. And I said, well, let's do some cleanup. And, but the thing is, is there's always a trigger. Every, all of our health issues have a trigger. And even, you know, like 
people say, well, cancer just runs in our family. And yeah, cancer runs in families, arthritis runs in families, uh, all sorts of things run in families. But they don't ever really have to manifest themselves if our you know, nutrition is always good, our stress levels are manageable. You know, and with stress, just remember, everyone has stress. The only thing is that some people feel stressed more than others because they're out of balance. They're not able to handle that, those things that are coming at them and they're being bombarded with. A perfectly balanced person is going to be able to just, that stress is just going to bounce off of them. They're going to be internally calm, internally able to handle those things that are coming at them. You still need your sleep. You still need good nutrition. You still need exercise. All of these things help to keep us in balance. And so even with our teeth, people who have you know, their wisdom teeth taken out, most people have their wisdom teeth taken out now right away. But we don't even stop and think about the fact that the wisdom, our wisdom teeth are actually our blood pressure, our blood pressure teeth. So when people have their wisdom teeth crumble and fall out, you know, chances are their blood pressure is not where it's supposed to be. See, it's one of those indicators. And so, like I said, the teeth are a reflection of what's going on. And a lot of people will say, too, they'll get a lot of mouth sores, or they'll have, like, cold sores, or, you know, also known as, as herpes. Oddly enough, two-thirds of Americans have one form of herpes or another. Or you'll even see, see little kids who have herpes on their cheek. It's just, it's prevalent. It's viral in the sense that if there's a scratch or an open sore and they're exposed, they can, they can get that cold sore or herpes. There's so many remedies that will help it because that's very painful. And the first onset of the herpes virus is going to be, you know, they're going to have fever, they're going to feel very sick for up to two weeks before they'll actually get, have the breakout. You know, none of these things need to be, to be bad if, if we stay in a healthy state. So if I see someone, you know, they'll have, they'll have a cold sore. I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. What does that feel like? And some people say it itches. Some people say it burns. Some people say it hurts. Their description is going to lead you to the remedy that's going to help them quickly get over that. Natrum muraticum, or natmer, is the, like the most famous of all the herpes remedies. And it's, they'll get the blister, the pearl, like the white pearl look uh, along the lip or other parts. And natrum muraticum is going to take care of that very quickly. And very often I say natmer because when a person needs natmer, their whole system is out of balance. Their immune system is, is in a weakened condition. They've been under probably a lot of grief or stress. Um, very often they just get overwhelmed and they're just out of balance. And so a low potency natrum muraticum is going to bring them back quickly into balance and they're going to feel so much better. But there are other, you know, like cold sore herpes remedies as well. And natmer is also really good for like uh, the canker sores inside the mouth. But when, when we have those two, I also like to just use pure essential lavender oil. And because you can put, like I said, remember, I, I think I've mentioned this before, that uh, James Tyler Kent always said that he never felt bad using lavender oil because it never suppressed. It would just kill the bacteria or infection, and it helped to numb the skin. And he used it. He used it for everything, and I do too. I use. You can use it inside the mouth, on the skin, and you can don't. You don't even have to dilute it down. Like if you're putting it inside the mouth on a canker sore, it tastes nasty. Just tell a little kid, oh, this doesn't taste very good, honey. You know, just put on that. Put a drop on the tip of your pinky finger, 
and just rub and just you you can put it right on their finger and say now rub that right on the owie and they'll rub it on there and they'll they'll kind of kick and scream a little bit but it'll be gone because it numbs it and the taste really isn't that bad but I use lavender oil for a lot of things my son uh, stepped on a sharp object blood all over the place and I'm like okay that's great at least it bled it out and I stuck his foot in the Epsom salt and I said I want you to sit in there and soak that for 20 full minutes then I gave him the Leadum and the Hypericum then I wrapped it I just took a, a cloth and I soaked the cloth and I dripped lots and lots of lavender oil on there and just wrapped it like a poultice and I had him leave that on there for a couple days and again soak again the next day because you want to make sure that you're constantly soaking so no bacteria can get up there and start growing with the Leadum and Hypericum but lavender oil for mouth injuries other wounds uh, it's fantastic because bacteria cannot grow in the presence of lavender oil. Okay, yes, as far as the cold sores, again, you know, if you get my book, <laughs> there's quite a few remedies listed that are in the book. Like I said, my book is based on my personal top remedies, and I think there's 80, 80 remedies in there that I've used over and over again throughout the years. and. With this, with these remedies, you can pretty much cure any ill in the sense that, yes, you have to go to the doctor to make sure there's not a secondary infection going on with a little kid because they can't talk, they can't tell you their symptoms. So I'm really quick to take little ones in to make sure it's not something deeper. Older kids, they can tell you and you can watch them so much easier. And you need doctors for, you know, setting broken bones and using a needle if it's too much, <laughs> you know, if it's not something that you can take care of yourself. But it's kind of fun to be able to look and say, oh, I know what it can do. You know, here, honey, let me help you. Let me do this. Let me do that. It's fun. And you can take care of all these issues yourself. The main things to remember are like hypericum and needum, always for any sort of puncture wound, whether it be in the mouth, even when you, if you have dental work done, it'll help to keep that infection from going deeper. And it also helps with the pain the pain of any sort of puncture wound. For infection, if you've had the dental work done and a lot of times people will get what they call a, a gum boil or they will have, very often if the body's healthy it'll try to throw it out and that's why you, why, it's why you get the gum boil because the body is trying to push it out. And so if you start taking silica, low potency, like a 6C is my favorite for silica, that'll help the body to, you know, at least contain everything into, into a small area so that it can start getting ready to push it out but if it is infection there's there's a few remedies that are wonderful to have on hand Heclalava being one of my very very favorites Heclalava and pyrogenium will take care of just about any infection that's going on inside the mouth or the gums and for whatever reason you know I like to throw you can throw silica in the mix because that just like I said helps to you know, bring it all together to a head and then push it out. The Hecalava and Pyrogenium, a must to have on hand for any sort of thing going on in the mouth. And Hecalava is also, it's anything to do with that, that calcium, the bones, and of course the teeth are bones. And so it just rallies all that work and it'll just get rid of that infection. If there's a fever, then I like to look at the Hepersulf or Mercurius as well. Now Hepersulf Again, if the skin is dry, mercurious if it's moist. Those remedies really will take care of just about any infection going on. Once in a while, if something goes, 
if you don't have access to those remedies and you can't get a handle on you know some sort of infection you know I I will resort to colloidal silver I don't like to because that's not letting the body get rid of something naturally it's actually killing off the bacterial infection or killing off what's going on if a body is healthy it can actually get rid of the infection itself and like I said so once in a while if you chicken out <laughs> I don't like to I don't like to chicken out and I don't like to encourage people to chicken out and have to use colloidal silver because like I said a healthy body can kick it on its own the hecalava and the pyrogenium are a must for any sort of tooth infections that are going on and so, and for teething, like I said, for babies, you know, that's a whole different story because that's not really infection. That's just, you know, trouble have, getting their teeth or their moods can swing. And so there's so many different teething remedies that it's, it's just amazing. You know, if the baby is clingy and whiny, we think of pulsatella. If the baby is angry and having fits and basically, you know, throwing things back at you, then we think of chamomile. There's a lot of different... Uh, remedies that we can use depending on the personality of the child or the symptoms that the child has. You know, I just, I, I really encourage all of you to, well, if you want to get my book, that's great. <laughs> um, but do some research on your own. And James Tyler Kent, he, he, was, he was fantastic. John Clark, one of my favorite authors. All great doctors that wrote very simply, very, very, very simply. I think back to the first stages. We really haven't done anything new with homeopathy, but some of the earlier writers were maybe even more simple to understand because if you could just understand the sensation and if you can understand, you know, the modalities, what's it better for or worse for, we can keep things really, really simple. There's a lot of really great doctors lately that have been writing and, and they, they tend to touch on the mentals, you know, what's going on, you know, what's happened in the past, so on and so forth. It's, it, but it kind of clutters it. It makes it kind of more difficult to understand. And since we're only treating the acute, we really don't need to know a lot about all that. But if you just understand the remedy itself and not always think you have to know the name of the disease or even, you know, what exactly was the trigger. But what is that person saying? You know, are they saying that, you know, it burns, whatever. Then you know the remedy. Um, yes, there's a trigger. There's always a trigger in our health history, but we don't need to know that. And if we don't know how to look for it, you know, it's not something you really need to know. But I'm actually going to stop there, I think. I'm not going to talk a whole lot more. I just want to encourage everyone to do a deeper study, a deeper research, because God gives us everything we need. He gives us maps. And always remember that God is orderly. Once we know a few basic rules, and, he, and like I said, he gave us the elements. And all of those elements, there's, for every action, there's a reaction. And so you eat, if you eat deadly nightshade, the plant deadly nightshade, you're going to develop a set of symptoms, okay? Those set of symptoms, they've been proven in homeopathy. And so we know exactly, like if we wanted to, deadly nightshade is belladonna. You have a high fever, dilated pupils, red cheeks. Those are the symptoms that the remedy deadly nightshade is going, are going to cause. So those are the same types of symptoms that the homeopathic remedy will help to alleviate. Very simple and always the same. Our God is an unchanging God, 
And so therefore, we can always count on that set of symptoms for that particular remedy. And so once we know them, bam, 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 it's so simple. It's so simple, it's so pure, and it's always the same. And so we can complicate that all we want, <laughs> but we don't have to. And it's the same with the maps on our body. Everything, you know, we have our mind, our body, our spirit, everything is a part of one person. And so when we have a, our inner reflex symptoms to the outer, then we know that we need to look at what's causing that or, you know, what are the entire set of symptoms. So look at the whole, per the whole person and everything that's going on. Say, okay, what are the, what's the most odd and peculiar in those symptoms? And then look for that remedy. It really does not have to be complicated. It really, really doesn't. I know sometimes you can go into a little bit of a panic and say, oh my goodness, what do I do? What do I do? It's, that's why it's probably harder to treat your own children at times. But if you can just take a deep breath and step back, don't let yourself panic. Say, okay, honey, what's going on here? You know, you tell me how that feels. It hurts. I know it hurts, sweetie. But what does it feel? Can you give me an example of what it hurts like? And then you'll be surprised. I'll say, well, it feels like somebody's poking me with a stick. Or it feels like there's a wire in there. That's a strange one, isn't it? They'll always tell you what it's like if you ask. And, you know, don't accept it hurts. Now, my kids know now if they have a headache, I'll say, and they'll say, Mom, I have a headache. And I'll just look at them. And they'll point. And then I'll say, what does it feel like? Well, it's, it's, it's beeping. I used to have one daughter used to say, it's beeping. In other words, it's throbbing. Okay, that's a belladonna headache, right? Throbbing. But always ask and make them point and make them stop and think about it. Now, I even have, I, now I'm to the point where I'll say, okay, wherever the reflection of their owie is, I'll say, you do know what that means, right? Because as our body throws out our external symptoms, then we, we can, can learn to understand ourselves. Like my one daughter, she, she has like nerve problems. I'll say, sweetie, what does that mean? It means you need to stop taking so much upon yourself. Give it, give it to God. You need to stop letting this bother you. And once we can understand ourselves and our own weaknesses, like arthritis, arthritis is a reflection of suppressed anger. Now, it doesn't mean that we're just like rock, walking around angry. It just means that that is our weakness, our own personal weakness. And whenever we feel anger as our response to something, our bodies secrete bile, okay? Where does that bile go? It tends to go to the joints and the muscles, causing rheumatism or other forms of arthritis. So once we can say, oh my goodness, every time I have an ache or a pain like that, I know that I'm not controlling that. I'm not giving it up. I'm not, I'm taking too much upon myself and my reaction is anger. I need to stop that. I need to quit feeling so angry. So it's just, it's just kind of amazing because our bodies are just a map to our own inner, our own inner story. And so you see these little old people, so cute, you, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, he died, he was 96 years old. You know, I don't think that man was ever sick a day in his life, and he, he was just the sweetest old thing, and he never had, he never had any, seemed to have any aches or pains, he just got old <laughs> and died, you know. That's the perfect case scenario of, of good health. Because we're all going to die, we're all going to get older, but if we can, if we can have the right disposition, we can have the right attitude towards old age, and what life is really all about, we will grow old gradually and peacefully.
but like say we we all want a quick fix right now. We all want perfect health. We all want to be live forever. We want that perfect pill that's going to keep us young for, till we're. It isn't like that. <laughs> we're going to die, <laughs> but we don't have to die in fits and starts. We can die old, grow old, grow old gradually and peacefully. All right, with that. I thank you so much and I encourage you to just keep doing more research and start understanding yourself and your children and your families and thank you. All right. Have a good day and God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.